This is 7 News with Jodie Spears. Good morning. Victorian Premier Daniel Andrews has announced a roadmap to bring the state out of the country's toughest coronavirus restrictions. He says the rules will gradually ease until late November, but it will all depend on case numbers. The Father's Day announcement Victorians feared. Stage four restrictions in Melbourne extended for an extra two weeks, making it one of the longest lockdowns in the world. The data, the science, the medical advice tells us really clearly if we open up too much too fast, we will not be open for very long at all. The kids are going really, really stir crazy. Yeah. Really stir crazy. <laughs> it will be a four-phase roadmap out of restrictions. In the first step, the only changes will be allowing those living by themselves to have a single visitor. Exercise time will double. The curfew will be pushed back an hour, but businesses will remain closed. A lot of Victorians will be feeling bitter, disappointed, hopeless, betrayed. The next phase is dependent on the number of infections. If average cases are between 30 and 50 a day in a fortnight's time, the second step will see a phased return to school. But it will mean when students in years 3 to 10 finally get back to class, they would have missed close to half a year of face-to-face -face learning, raising concerns many may never catch up. We understand what impact this is having on, on parents and students. We want every child back to face-to-face -to -face teaching, but we simply cannot do that now. The most significant changes won't happen until late October, if cases are under five a day. The curfew will be scrapped and some businesses will be able to reopen. What we were looking for, and in fact hoping for today, was a road to recovery. But today we've been delivered a road to nowhere. Kind of feels more like a kick in the teeth, like we've waited, we've waited for so long. And in the final phase, larger gatherings will be allowed and weddings and funerals will be bigger. It is my aim and the whole strategy is designed towards finding that COVID normal before Christmas. If we don't do this in a steady and safe way, that is impossible. Han Yuen, 7 News. More than 220 staff from Ipswich Hospital in Queensland have been forced into quarantine after a nurse tested positive to COVID-19. The case was one of two new infections in the state yesterday. The 32-year-old is a close contact of a known source. The infection has led to the cancellations of some medical appointments and patients have been diverted to different hospitals. Two Sydney schools will be closed for deep cleaning today. Contact tracing is also underway at Lidcombe Public School and Kinkopple Rose Bay School after a student tested positive to coronavirus. Staff and students at both schools are being urged to monitor for symptoms and get tested if they occur. The government has struck two separate deals with pharmaceutical companies to make coronavirus vaccines in Australia. Political reporter Taylor Aiken is in Canberra with the details. Good morning, Taylor. It'll give Australians early access to potential treatments. Yes, yeah, some good news today, Jody, about where Australia is in the race to secure a coronavirus vaccine. The Morrison government announcing today that it has signed deals to secure two promising vaccine candidates, both to be manufactured here in Australia in Melbourne. One is the Oxford University trial, which is already in advanced phase three trials and, if proven safe and effective, could be available as early as January next year. The other is University of Queensland study, which is 
is also considered to be very promising. The agreement, worth $1.7 billion, would secure 85 million doses with a guarantee a vaccine would be free for all Australians. The government says the deals will place Australia as among the first in the world to secure a vaccine. However, they are stressing that any candidate would need to be proven safe and effective and pass all regulatory requirements before it is rolled out. The agreement giving the government more confidence a jab will be made available sometime next year. Jody, Fingers crossed. OK, thanks, Taylor. One man has been killed and seven others wounded in a stabbing rampage in the UK city of Birmingham. Police were called to reports of a stabbing in a busy nightlife area just after midnight. That was soon followed by reports of other attacks across the city. A man and a woman are in a critical condition, while five others were treated for minor injuries. Police are still searching for a lone suspect in what appears to be random attacks. The man convicted of the shocking murder of foster child Tiali Palmer is reportedly fighting for life in hospital. Rick Thorburn was found unconscious in his cell at the Walston Correctional Centre, southwest of Brisbane, on the weekend. Thorburn was sentenced to 20 years in jail for murdering his 12-year-old foster daughter in 2018. He's reported to be in a critical but stable condition. There's no word yet about exactly what happened. A woman will face a Queensland court today charged over the stabbing death of a man north of Brisbane. Police were called to a home in Bray Park late on Saturday night after reports of a disturbance between a man and a woman. When they arrived, they found a 50-year-old man collapsed at a petrol station in a neighbouring street with stab wounds. He died at the scene. A 41-year-old woman was charged with murder and contravening a domestic violence order. Gold Coast Police will soon be armed with new technology to crack down on dangerous drivers. High-tech night vision cameras, which can be operated by hand or launched by drone, will be used to catch hoons terrorising the streets. The high-resolution images would allow police to identify each vehicle and lay charges against the owners. A prized Porsche has gone up in flames in Adelaide. The owner noticed his classic car was on fire as he backed out of his driveway. He escaped unscathed. The same couldn't be said for the rare collector's car. It's a write-off. While the Porsche is insured, it won't be easy to find a replacement. The 1974 Model 911S took the owner 20 years to track down. The company behind a bionic air plasma machine claiming to prevent COVID-19 is among dozens being punished for trying to profit from the pandemic. Australia's health regulator has handed out 81 fines, totalling more than $800,000. Common products being unlawfully sold or advertised include masks, hand sanitizers, medical devices and cleaning products. Australia has reached a new IVF milestone with almost one in 20 babies now born through the treatment. The latest data shows there are more than 14,000 IVF births every year, representing around one child in every classroom. More women are also taking the option to freeze their eggs to use them later. As tourism numbers continue to flatline, hotels have been forced to improvise. In some rooms, the beds are gone and they're replaced with desks, reconfigured into working spaces. They're providing professionals with a place to operate away from distractions. It's check-in time at the Ovalo Hotel in Sydney, but for Almira Armstrong, this is a very different kind of midweek retreat. The rooms here have been transformed 
into productivity hubs. Being able to find flexible space that's kind of close to home, that it gives you the opportunity to be able to really go and do what you need and really focus. There's also another unique selling point for parents, peace and quiet. My kids are eight and five, so they're they're constantly at me. When you're working from home, it's very easy to blur the boundaries and it creates quite a lot of tension. The hotel is just one of more than 5,000 venues across Australia partnering with SpaceNow, a company which lists office spaces whether you need them for a month or an hour. Having a, flex, a space you can book flexibly is a good in-between before you go all the way back into an uh, office space if that's what's going to happen. This is peak hour in the heart of Sydney and once upon a time these streets, well they'd be packed full of people heading to work. But despite being given the green light to return to the office, the city is still relatively empty. There's nobody down here and there's even fewer up there. Right now 60% of leased offices across the country are empty. They're not unoccupied, companies are still paying for the space, they're just choosing not to use it. Leaving professionals grateful for a place to concentrate when working from home just isn't working. Christian Galpset, 7 News. They've suffered through drought and bushfires. Now some of our favourite Aussies will receive some sweet help. Paddle Pops launched a new koala ice cream in partnership with the Australian Wildlife Rescue Organisation at Sydney Zoo. 10% of sales at the zoo will go towards koala rehabilitation, health and providing, providing water sources in affected regions. They're in so much trouble, our koalas, and we can't keep doing the work we do without the support of the wider community. The ice creams will also be available in local stores from today. Hundreds of people have narrowly escaped a fast-moving wildfire in California after rescue crews airlifted them to safety. Let's go live now to US correspondent Paul Kadak. Good morning, Paul. How concerned are emergency crews? Good morning, Jody. Well, it's another dangerous day for firefighters here after a terrifying experience for those people who were trapped by this fast-moving inferno that's currently burning in a mountainous forest area of central California called the Creek Fire, the blaze cutting off the only road access to a popular campground and hiking area that was busy with people there for the long weekend. The California National Guard sending in helicopters backed up by water-dropping aircraft to airlift more than 200 people out of harm's way. 20 of them were taken to hospital, suffering broken bones and burns, with people in the wider area also told now to prepare to evacuate. We've also seen a video that was taken by some hikers who were driving through the flames as they fled the area. They think with just minutes to spare before that road was cut off, they were helped by forest rangers to actually get to safety. This creek fire, which sent a plume of smoke and ash up to 12 kilometres into the sky, has turned daylight, the daylight sky dark with all the smoke and it is just one of 50 fires burning in the western United States right now as California is also copping a record-breaking heat wave. Some places here reaching 50 degrees, one suburb in Los Angeles reaching 47 degrees and forecasters say as of tonight the winds will also be picking up, just adding to the extreme fire danger. Jody. Frightening stuff. Okay, Paul Kadak in the US, thank you. A second powerful typhoon to hit Japan in a week has brought gale force winds and torrential rain to the country's southern islands. More than 200,000 people have been ordered to evacuate areas in the path of the storm. It comes just after Typhoon Maysac, one of the strongest typhoons in years. 
Now to one very special father who at the age of 101 is still helping others. World War II veteran Bert Lemerton is on a mission determined to support veterans and their families and his sacrifice is paying off as he continues to smash his fundraising target. Stepping out for his daily routine, this is retired Sergeant Bert Lemerton, marching on his son by his side. He's been doing this now for more than three weeks, every day pounding the pavement for one and a half kilometres. No excuses. He reached 40 kilometres, nearly halfway towards his goal. I'm going to make that 96 kilometres without a problem. 75 years ago, Bert was serving in Borneo when he heard the news the war was over. Now the great-grandfather is raising money for Soldier On to support veterans and their families doing it tough. He'd initially hoped to raise $10,000, but Australia has embraced Bert's efforts and incredibly, he's already passed 50000 all going well, Bert is expected to reach his milestone in early October, but there will be no time for rest. He says walking is the key to his health and he certainly won't be giving it up. I'll keep walking on because I believe it's the thing that keeps me living a reasonable uh, life. By Bert leading the way, it's hoped other Australians will be inspired and walk in his shoes next March, taking on the 96-kilometre goal, the length of the Kokoda track. Replicating Bert, nothing short of a hero fundraiser. Just don't tell him that. Can you see how red my face is becoming? <laughs> I'm blushing all over. Nina Stevens, 7 News. He takes keeping his cool to a whole new level. This is Austrian Josef Kobel setting a new world record. Standing in a box full of ice cubes for two hours, 30 minutes and 57 seconds. Wearing just his speedos, he said he had to concentrate on positive things to get through what he called a wave of pain from the deep freeze. And if he wasn't already cold enough, of course, he celebrated with an ice cream.